Today's podcast is brought to you by School Clothes. Fueled by passion for social change, they're on a mission to empower the leaders of tomorrow with just a touch of style. Somewhere after adolescence, society tried to take control, telling you to live a certain way and to do certain things because that's the way it is. Uh, well, st- School Clothes is here to pull you out of that box classes and sessions so just for being a listener to today's podcast what we're going to do is give you 15 percent off of, on your order all you got to do is go to school clothes uh, that's s-k-o-o-l hyphen clothes.com you go there and use the promo code straight s-t-r the number eight and you're going to receive 15 percent off of your order uh, once again that's school uh, s-k-o-o-l hyphen clothes.com use the promo code straight and receive 15 percent off on of your order so uh, this week's podcast, first off, uh, welcome back. Um, for anybody that's new to the podcast, um, I thank you for listening and um, I appreciate you taking a little time and taking a chance out on us to uh, hear what we have to say here on the Straight Out the Damn podcast. Um, last week we talked about finances and I gave you um, a couple of tips. I believe it was three tips on how to do better with your finances. And, and the response on that one was okay. It wasn't as uh, good as I thought it would be, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm all about being very transparent with you guys. So um, I, I do want to let you know that. But nevertheless, it's still some valuable information. And it's always, you know, it's there in the archive. So you guys can always go back and take a listen to it. And, um, you know, let me know what you think. I would love to hear um, your thoughts on it. But this week, I wanted to kind of shift gears. And uh, this week's podcast really... Uh, was inspired by a conversation I had a couple of weeks back um, with one of the homies. Um, well, actually, both of the homies from Fly Mind Poets. Um, we were, I believe we were at a video shoot or something like that, and they did, they asked me, you know, some advice about artwork, you know, album artwork and, and single artwork, right? And it's one of those things where music has become so quick and um, almost microwavable uh, that we've kind of forgot about, you know, the artwork um, portion, the visual portion um, of your music. So they asked me a couple of questions about artwork and, you know, they wanted to know why whenever I post some of their things, you know, the artwork may look fuzzy and things of that nature. And so uh, we got into a conversation about high resolution and and also um, the, the proper size um of your images and what you should be posting to your, you know, um, SoundCloud or Audio Mac and, and, you know, those type of, um, sound, um, music sites or whatever. So, um, I felt, you know, after thinking about it a couple of weeks, I felt like, Hey, you know, there may be somebody else out there that's, um, having some issues, uh, you know, some similar issues. So I wanted to kind of go over some things very quickly with you, um, on some reasons why you should be paying attention to your, your album artwork and the importance of that album artwork. So, you know, just walk with me for a second, visualize, you open up your iTunes and, most of you, if you open up your iTunes right now, you probably have a bunch of albums with just music notes on it, right? There's no album artwork on it there. You know, it's just, you, you can't see anything. It's grayed out. Um, well, that's one of, you know, the, the reasons why you should definitely have album artwork. Um, album artwork is usually the first thing that people see. Right. That's the first thing that they see when they open up their iTunes um, library. It's the first thing that you'll see if you're on SoundCloud or Audio Mac. You're going to see that that album artwork first. Um, even if you open up an email, um, the first thing that most people have at the very top of their email um, will be the, the album artwork. 
right? So that's going to be some of the first things that you see. So if that is the first thing that you see, you want to make sure that that thing catches everyone's attention, right? And so there, there's a couple of things that you can definitely do with catching attention. Now, you can be try to be as creative as possible. You can do some obscure things. You can do some things that's going to rub people the wrong way. Um, all of those things are great, right? Um, me personally, I feel as long as it um, it relates to your music some type of way, then by all means, go for it. Um, now, I, I've definitely seen artwork that had absolutely nothing to do with the music, but the artwork was so engaging that I had no choice but to go and listen to the music. It, it just caught my attention just that much, right? So you, you got to remember, people are visual, right? We're in a time where the music is almost heard, you know, it's, it's heard a little bit later. You know, if, if somebody sees a visual, like if everyone's on Instagram, everyone's on Snapchat, Twitter, all of these are visual things, right? People are not necessarily reading words. They're looking at pictures and video. So with that being said and having that type of knowledge, then one thing that should clue you in is that I should definitely have better visual, uh, particularly artwork. Now, there are we, we will have a podcast about visuals later on. But right now, just speaking visually on artwork, you, you definitely want to make sure you have that um, in hand and, and um, as best as you possibly can. Right. So the first reason, like so. You have that idea in your head and you got to get creative with your artwork. That's number one, hands down, get creative. And I may bounce around a little bit on this podcast because there there's not necessarily any um, one, two, three points. But this is stuff that you can take it at any point and use it and, and apply it to making better artwork. Right. So the number one thing is definitely get creative. And so how can you become creative? I, I'll tell you, um, as somebody that runs a, a site and literally go through email pretty much all day long, I can tell you that you'll be amazed at how many emails I get with artwork that is horrible. And on top of that, I'll tell you this, right? If the artwork is horrible, there's a 90% chance that I won't post your music. I'm just going to let that sink in and 90% chance that I'm not going to post your music. Now that the, the other 10% more than likely what I did was I really enjoyed their music or I already have a relationship with them. And so I would go and find a picture, you know, to post with, I won't use that picture that's in the artwork. Right. And it's all about presentation. You have to remember your artwork is a represent is a representation of you, All right? So you can kind of think of your artwork. If any of you guys, um, for me, I, I might tell my age a little bit, but uh, I graduated high school back in 2002, right? So when I was in high school, I was not the... Um, how can I say this? I didn't like to study. I didn't like to, I was a good student. Uh, maybe high school just came a little easy, um, to me. Um, but it, when it came to studying, I wasn't the best studier. Right. And when it came to reading in particular, I wasn't always trying to read everything that just wasn't me as a kid growing up. So what I used to do was go and get this thing called cliff notes, right? We had to read books and stuff like this in my, my literature class. Um, and I just was like, I'm not reading this book at all. You know, it's 300 pages. I'm too busy trying to play baseball or, you know, make a beat or whatever I was doing at, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, whatever. So I would go and get cliff notes. 
And for anyone that remember or have any type of recollection of uh, Cliff Notes, it was basically a synopsis of the story. Right. So think about it like this. You would get a a 300 page story and they would basically break it down until about mm, 15 to 20 pages, you know, 30 max. So you're you're looking at cutting down 90 percent of your your reading work uh, just to get an idea of what's going on here, just to kind of give you some type of uh, context of, of what I'm talking about. So I say all that to say is your artwork is basically the cliff notes of your album, right? If I've never heard your music, I don't know who you are. I don't know any anything about you. If I see your artwork, your artwork should tell a story. It should be a representation of who you are. It should be something when I see that I'm automatically engaged with your story, um, the the song or whatever it is. I'm automatically there. I'm, I'm engaged and I'm seeing that and I'm like, man, I want to check out this music. Right. So you got to get creative. Now, if you're not a creative person, um, if you're not somebody that don't know how to do this then i would suggest that you hire someone graphic artists um are fairly reasonable at 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 times um i do graphic design myself and this is not an advertisement but guaranteed if you do need uh, some graphic design you can definitely um, contact me and i'll try to help you out in working your budget but i say all this to say that you can get that thing done for a very reasonable price um and when i say reasonable i'm talking about anywhere between 25 and 75 dollars for artwork um you know basic things not nothing that's going to be very detailed but you know you can get some basic stuff done within that range and, and you know some good stuff done at that um at that range so it's affordable you know it's worth it if you've already took that time out to get your music mixed and mastered and all of that then you should definitely take the time out to create some good artwork um that's going to gather um somebody's attention and and grab their attention and and make them want to listen to the music a little bit more um so if if you're at that point where you think that you're creative enough then you should definitely learn photoshop uh photoshop is is a program that if you i guarantee if you go and mess around with Photoshop and get on YouTube. You can learn how to do a lot of things. Um, it's just a matter of, of you taking the time out to do them. Um, it's not a hard process. I, I guarantee it. Now there's some creativity that comes into mind, but if you are a creative person, um, you can get some of those things done by just taking a little time out and going over these tutorials. Um, you definitely got to think outside the box. You know, you don't want to do artwork that everybody has the same old, same old stuff. Uh, think outside of that. Think of some things that, you know, are catchy. Hire a photographer to, you know, take pictures for you, Um, have an idea and have somebody help bring that idea to life. You know, if you have the right photographer, they can capture some things and you can use those pictures and really create something beautiful. Um, So, you know, keep all of that stuff in mind there. Right. Um, The other thing about artwork, and this was more a little more specific to what uh, Fly Mind Poets they had they wanted to know about you know distortion of pictures and why does pictures um you know tend to stretch or, or you know look look a certain way um that's because I, I i would recommend number one every image that you do should be square let me start there before i go any further every image you do should be a square don't send out you know rectangle artwork for for a single or for an album if you're doing a flyer that's different but we're talking about music right now Every artwork should be a perfect square. Um, preferably, I would suggest, you know, starting somewhere within that thousand by a thousand, um, um, you know, um, pixel um, 
even go up to 1500 by 1500 but you want it to be a perfect square uh the very minimum would be 500 by 500 but i, I really suggest going over that and, and at least starting at a thousand by a thousand um just for you know for right now you can go higher than that and, and the higher you go the the better um it'll be because you, you have to think about once the um artwork is is condensed and made smaller things become distorted and um you know if you have a think about this if you have a huge image if somebody shrinks that image then it'll still look good but if you have a small image and you try to blow that image up it's going to be very distorted and that's what's happening a lot of times um you may have an image that's 300 by 300 and you put it in to your soundcloud um and soundcloud is going to default images at 500 by 500 and so you're going to see it. it's going to be stretched out it's not going to look right and sometimes if you see an image on SoundCloud that, um, you know, for some reason, the artwork is kind of is, is cut off. That's that perfect square that I was telling you about. So make sure that every image that you have is a perfect square um, and the highest resolution possible uh, in Photoshop. That's going to be 300 um, PPI. Uh, that's pixels per inch. Make sure that. You get that. And, and see, all of this stuff I'm telling you right now is is if you hire somebody, you don't have to worry about these things. Um, you can pretty much. Well, you do have to worry about them. Um, so you can trust them to do the right work. But if you know these things, you can kind of go to them and, and make sure that they're doing them. But if you're doing it on your own, um, these are things that you should do. I, I would definitely say make sure you're using Photoshop or, or some equivalent. I would not. I, I would stress I would not. Um, try to do this in some uh, bootleg program or using paint or something like that like you know and try to type on so you can get by with it but guaranteed it's going to look like you're trying to get by and it's not going to be the best artwork possible um you, you just have to really i can't stress it any anymore to really think of your artwork like a cliff note think about that's going to have to stand the test of time um, right now, as I record this, I'm looking into my iTunes, right? And I'm seeing some, something that, you know, I put in here maybe three years ago and I'm like, oh man, that artwork is what I remember. Equimini is my favorite album ever. And I remember all the details to that artwork. It was the artwork that caught my attention. I was like, man, this artwork sound looks like how this music sounds and I forever gravitated towards it and I can't it's staying in my memory um, and, and having good artwork like that will definitely set you apart from everybody else you got to think when everybody else has um, you know just type you know text on, on, on a photo um, it's not standing out it's the same exact thing you know, there's nothing about that photo that tells a story um, unless you're, you're hiring a photographer or you find a photo that tells a story. But you want to make sure that you're going the extra mile and, and dealing with all of those um, things properly before trying to move on. You know, if you have a, a an album where you're telling a childhood story, then, yeah, the idea of going to get a childhood picture may work. And that's great, but it's been done over and over again. So let's go a little bit more creative in that. Like maybe find a child picture of you doing something the complete opposite of what the storyline is showing. Like maybe you're playing baseball and, and the album is talking about the day I wanted to rap. It's like do something creative or maybe find um, a picture of family members or, or maybe you, 
you know, you just want to be creative. You don't want to do what's already been done. And if if you do manage to do something that's already been done, then you, you really want to focus on how can I make this old idea my idea and, and reinvent it. You know, um, th- there's a lot of ways to do that. But I just want to stress the importance of, of having some type of creativity. Um, you know, artwork is, is, is a new visual form that, um, it's almost a lost art, sad to say. And I know I said art like four times, but um, I really want to stress to you that people, for whatever reason, kind of forgot about it. You know, there was so much importance of the music, but I want to go as far as telling you, like, you know what? Some people absolutely could care less what your music sound like. You know, they're, they're, they're listening to your music because of your personality. And, and if I've never heard of you, if I've never um, seen your name or anything like that, then I'm looking at what you have going on. If I see something visually that looks great, then I want to be a part of it. You know, um, I was looking at an article online, uh, um, billboard.com, and they had an article about the 50 best album covers of all time, right? And I went through that list and I was looking, and there are some that I recognized and some that I didn't. Um, But one thing that was consistent throughout... um, was that they they literally stood out from everything like you see them and you can understand why they're on the top 50 list right so an album cover like uh pink floyd the dark side of the moon um it's basically if you haven't seen that album cover if you're not familiar with it is it's a black background and there's a triangle excuse me in the middle and you're basically seeing light go through the triangle and come out as a, a rainbow right um other another one the notorious big ready to die album cover like things like that they're so eye-catching that you have no choice but to pay attention to it and like you look at it and think like man i want to hear the music right the artwork tells a story if your artwork for your single or for your album doesn't tell a story if it's not engaging you or the people around you then there's a good chance that you know you may need to go back to the drawing board right um so it's one of those things where as an artist you you love the creativity right and so sometimes you want creative control over everything and i get it and i understand that that's one of those things that you fight for that's the reason why um a lot of people choose to be independent because they can make those choices and make those kind of calls um however with something like artwork it's not that thing that you want to take lightly right it's it's not that thing that you can just say like, oh, I want this done and whatever, just, you know, throw a parental advisory sticker on it, make sure my name's on it and put it out there. Like as someone that has a website, I'll tell you first off, like if it's not appealing, there's a good chance that we're not going to get to the music. If it looks cheesy, if it looks like something that, you know, um, artwork can tell how long you've been rapping, right? And, And what I mean by that is, most of the people that have very bad artwork, more than likely they're at the beginning of their career. And once you see something like that, you're not as amped um, to to take a look at anything else, right? It's all about presentation. And I do want to go into presentation. I know this here is about artwork and um, I get that, but presentation is so important. And, and while it's fresh on my mind right now, I do want to make sure that I spend some time on, on that. You guys get it with artwork, right? The artwork, your, your main thing, I'll go over those points again. Um, 
make sure that you get creative. If, if you if you don't know how to do it, hire somebody that can do it. Um, think outside of the box. Don't do anything that's basic, um, that's not telling a story. Make sure that your artwork tells the story that your music is trying to tell, right? Um, you always also want to make sure that your artwork is square, um, preferably at least a thousand by a thousand. Um, you can get away with 500 by 500, but I, I would suggest doing at least a thousand by a thousand, um, 300 resolution, um, and make sure that your artwork tells a story. If it's not telling a story, then you might want to start over. Whatever that story is, you want to make sure of those things. So that's pretty basic when it comes to artwork. But I do want to spend the last portion of this podcast talking about presentation and the importance of a good presentation. So presentation is everything, right? And and when I'm talking about presentation, I'm not just talking about your album cover. Um, I'm talking about your appearance. I'm talking about when you walk in a room, do I, do I notice you or do you blend in with everybody else, right? And don't get me wrong, as an artist, especially as an independent artist, you have to do whatever you can to get someone's attention. And, and you want to make sure that you're getting the right attention, but you don't have those huge bloated um, budgets to be on the radio every day, you know, and you don't have the, those same budgets to be on television programs all the time and have your music video, if any station is still playing music videos, but you get the point, um, to be in rotation. You don't have that luxury as an independent artist with a minimal budget. So you have to figure out ways to get people attention. And you, you can do that by your style of dress, your, your conversation. You know, if you're not the dressing type, if, if that's not your thing, if you don't want to be known as the guy that dresses a certain way, that's fine. But you need to sell personality, right? And so you have to be that person that walks in a room and Instantly, everybody loves you or either want to be around you or they want to talk to you or they don't understand you, right? If, if you have some type of mystery about yourself, that's good, too. Like to be in a room full of people where everybody is, quote unquote, doing the same thing and you're in the corner kind of observing. You come off as mysterious. People want to know, like, well, why is that dude over there um, by himself or why is she over there? Not really, you know, she's kind of stay off. and She's talking. But she's not giving you the same thing that everybody else. Now there's mystery about you. And when there's mystery about you, now people are they're interested in what's going on. They want to ask questions. And once you get people asking questions, then now you are playing that tug of war. Um, that that It's a good battle, a good tug of war with getting to know you and your artistry, right? So you just got to make sure that you, you're giving the people something. I'm not saying a gimmick. Right. Because the gimmick can turn into losing yourself as an artist and, and you kind of get lost in that gimmick. Um, what I'm talking about is a persona or um, something about you that you find interesting that you can use that you think other people may find interesting. Right. So, for example, I'll, I'll use myself. Right. Those that know me know that I'm a very observant person. I might walk in a room. I'm not going to be the loudest person in the room. I'm not going to be, you know, the person trying to get attention. I'm, I'm a behind the scenes guy. That's why I'm on the microphone now and not um, on stage performing. That's not, you know, that's not me. I don't like being in the forefront. But with me being the person that's observing, the easiest way to have a conversation with me is just to come up and talk. You know, it's it's not going to be people see they might see me with a, a straight out the den hoodie on. They might recognize the brand and then they want to talk about music and things of that nature. But if you just kind of see me out and about, 
I'm generally low key. Like I, I don't like being the center of attention. I'm the type of person that'll show up at a um a venue that'll check out artists that I that I've heard of and I'm just in there listening to the music and the artist might not even know that I'm there. Um, you know, I might tweet about it or, you know, snap Snapchat or whatever. Um but for the most part they don't know I'm there until I wanna make my presence known. Now that's just my thing. Um, it's not saying that I'm I'm using that as a as a gimmick, but that's just generally who I am as a person. I'm not a very loud person. I am very calm, laid back, even kill. Um, most people that have been knowing me for years say, like, man, you haven't changed. You've been the same way since I've been knowing you. I don't get too up or too down. I'm just very even kill like a fish in a water type thing, right? So but I use that to my advantage. If if that's my who I am, then what I do is I, I sell that to you without even you knowing it. You'll see me and say like, okay, well, he's somebody that's not going to be, um, I don't have to worry about him. I'm telling him something. He's going to go and blast it everywhere because he's kind of chill. He's, he's So I can have conversations with people. And when you can have conversations with people, people and you're easy to talk to, then that's when your real networking is going on. Right. So you, that's that's my persona. That's that's who I am. So I use that um, to extend, you know, a brand branding extensions and you know, really extending that hand to people and being a helping hand uh, when I can. But I that's that's the brand. That's the brand of Straight Out the Den. You know, it's about the business. I'm about business and I'm about good quality music. But I'll have a conversation with you, too. You know, I might not agree with everything that you're talking about, but we can talk, you know. And so that's what this is. That's the brand of Straight Out the Den. So you have to figure out what is your thing. If if your thing is being the loudest person in the room, then hey, that's you. Be the loudest person in the room. But know that there's going to be some consequences with that loudest person in the room. People might not want to be around you. Um, it, you may have a hard time getting to know people because they feel that you're going to uh, be loud and bring attention to yourself, right? But if that's your thing, that's your thing. You, it's all about your presentation and how you want to present this, um, your character, your your brand to the rest of the world. So it, it all it all goes down to you know even your packaging presentation. What I was talking about with the album artwork, you know, once you have your artwork together, you might want to present that in a certain type of way to people that they can understand the project. Um, for the perfect example, I'll, I'll use somebody like, um, uh, somebody that you'll be relatable to, um, the album, the Cruel Summer album, right, with the good music projects. And even something a little more relevant, I would say, um, Watch the Throne, right? So the Watch the Throne artwork it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, right? You you were thinking like, okay, it's Watch the Throne, it's Jay-Z, it's Kanye. They're going to give us something, you, you know, maybe them too on the album covers. You didn't know what it was going to be, but at the end of the day, they gave you a piece of art, right? It, it was a literally a piece of art that you can have on the wall and is left up to interpretation to the people. It was something that you may not have liked it, you may not have hated it, but it sparked conversation. Um, and, and Kanye is great at doing that. He did it with his Yeezus album where there were songs that you may not even understand what he's talking about. You might not even get it. It didn't sound like what's typical, but it got a reaction out of you. Right. And, and that reaction is what I'm talking about, about 
presentation. If you can figure out how to present yourself in a way that is going to garner some type of reaction, then you're good to go. You're, you're, you're one step ahead of everybody else because you figured out a way to get a reaction. Now, that doesn't have to be a loud reaction. It doesn't have to be a soft reaction. It, it, it's, it's a reaction. And, and once you have that reaction, you have someone's attention. And now once you have somebody's attention, you can have a conversation. And from that conversation, you can really do some solid business. From there, you just got to figure out what is your determining factor, right? So I, I want to get into a few other things. But before I do that, I do want to make sure that I, I mention um, school clothes. Um, like I told you guys before, um, this is a very dope brand. Um, and, and it's, I don't like to say just urban brand. These, these guys are really putting something together that's for culture. And there's so many things that's going on. Like they're really here for social change and, and just really, they're kind of blending that thing. Remember, like, you know, I've found for me, like I'm 31. I found for me, the older that I get, the more that I relate and enjoy things of when I was younger. Right. So for example, uh, my New Year's, uh, for New Year's Eve, my wife and I, we um, were with some more married couples and we did like a sleepover thing, right? So this is something from like childhood that you used to do all the time and you love to do it. But as you grew older, you kind of didn't, you know, it, it wasn't entertaining. But now it's like, oh man, I enjoyed, I enjoyed having a sleepover with some friends. We're, we're talking, talking about life and, you know, conversing about all types of things, right? Um, but that was fun. It's, it's like one of those things like playing board games as a kid, they were fun. And then you kind of grew out of it and it was like, Oh, I don't want to do board games anymore. And now it's like, you know, I'm 30 plus like, man, I want to play some Monopoly. I want to play some Uno, you know, it's stuff like that, that it kind of comes back around and you enjoy those things. So that's, that's really the vibe that, that school clothes is, is trying to bring back here uh, with the brand. And look, just by uh, being a listener to today's podcast, we're going to give you 15% off of your order. So all you got to do is go to school clothes. It's S K O O L hyphen clothes.com. You go there, you're going to get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code straight S T R the number eight. Um, and you know, once you get your order, take, take a picture and put it up on IG let them know that straight out the dance sent you there. He'll greatly appreciate it. We would greatly appreciate it. They make it possible for us to keep doing this podcast for you guys every week. It does cost money to do this podcast. And when you have somebody that's willing to um, promote your brand and their brand together, it makes sense. So check out School Clothes. It's school with the K S K O O L hyphen clothes.com. Use the promo code straight for 15% off on your order. Right. So, um, Back to what we're talking about, about presentation and and just everything about being an artist. I, I do want to make sure that we're going to go into this a little more deeper um, on another podcast where I can really break down presentation. I just wanted to make sure that I got it in um, right now because it was it was fresh on my brain and I didn't want to let the time go by. Um, and, and with this presentation conversation, we're going to go into uh, things about, you know, your your style of dress. We're going to go into how to really, truly network in front of people. Um, we're going to go into like your style of music choice, making sure you're in the right places, like your artwork. All of these things are going to be discussed um, later on um, in, in future podcasts. But it, I just wanted to make sure that I got that out uh, for you guys to really get um, uh, just an idea of where we're going to go with everything. Um, 
So I definitely want to end this thing here by taking some questions from audience members and um, your, your listeners. I do appreciate you guys listening and bringing um, questions to the table. You, you've always had something um, interesting and entertaining. And so I, I do appreciate that. And so we're going to get a few questions in. And after that, um, I did have a, a, a few other exciting things I want to tell you guys about also. So um just stay tuned with that. Um, I, I will give you these questions in just a second. Let me pull those up. All right. So um, first question here. Actually, I got a couple of questions from uh, Mari Stewart on, on Facebook. Um, the first thing he, he asked is, how do you get on um, a slide on Say What You Say Saturdays? I'll go ahead and answer that. And also for people that, that are interested, uh, Say What You Say Saturdays, first off, is a uh, showcase that I put on twice a month here in Atlanta. Um, and so the best way to get on that showcase is to send me a link um, to your music along with a short bio uh, to booking at straightoutthedin.com. That's booking at straightoutthedin.com. You send me that. Um, and if I like what I hear, um, I will be in contact with you. There's no need to send me a bunch of MP3s. Um, I would prefer a link, um, a SoundCloud or Audio Mac, something of that nature, um, a link to your music along with the bio. And I'll check that out. Um, so uh, Maurice also asked a very, a very good question. Um, and as I read it, I'm thinking like, man, I might need to wait to do this as a podcast. But it is a question. And so I do want to make sure that I get it on. Um, he asked, how do you find balance between catering to your audience and staying true to your art? Right. Um, <clears throat> that, that's a very good question, Maurice. Um, number one, I would say the first thing that you need to do is um, there's two things. First, you need to identify your audience, right? Um, we did have a podcast a couple of months ago talking about how to identify your audience and um, finding your niche. Um, and that's the first thing. You need to find out who are you speaking to. Find out who your audience really is, like your demographic. is. It's called finding your um, your avatar, right? Um, so it is simply figuring out what does your ideal fan look like? Like, what do they look like? How old are they? What do they wear? How do they dress? You know, what do they, what do they eat? All of those things. And I know it may sound kind of like, ah, uh, that's a lot of work to do. And how do I supposed to find out that information? Um, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Now, number one, by doing a, a short survey, um, simply do a quick 10 question survey, you know, basic demographic information like um, figuring out their age, you know, where they're from. Did they graduate from college, you know, male or female? Um, are they married? Do they have children? Getting that type of information is great demographic information. Um, you can use that for advertising. You can also use that to find out where your fans are located. Um, you best believe that no one is going to, uh, they're not going to send out anything. They're not going to answer your survey unless they have an incentive or, or they're really fans of what you have going on, right? So you want to make sure that you do that first. And so once you've identified your audience, which is great, now you know who you're talking to. Now you got to figure out staying true to your art, right? So when you say staying true to your art, is that staying true to your ideals or, you know, what do you believe in as an artist and and all of those things? And, and if that's what you, you're saying, and I think that's what you're saying, then that that's really easy. Um, it's really the hardest part is just identifying your audience. I think the reason why people um, 
kind of fall away or, or don't stay true to use your words, don't stay true to their art form is because they don't really know who their audience is. And so what happens is that they literally go out and they're just making music and hoping that something sticks. And so when you're out here just making music, hoping that something sticks or hoping that, you know, it's, it's almost like you're, you're single chasing, right? You're trying to make that or create that record that's going to be on the radio or whatnot. And that's just not the best route for you. You you want to make everything organic, right? And, and it's like those records that, that, you know, those people that chase the radio, they will eventually get there. But most of those people are here and gone. You know, they, they have that huge radio hit and it might be a regional radio hit. And then next thing you know, you don't hear anything from them. So you want to make sure that you're not just throwing records out there and hoping that one stick you can be very strategic and you can always record and you can put out music but you just want to be strategic you above everything first you definitely need to identify your audience figure out who you are speaking to if you're um that artist that you know, you're a blue collar um, artist and you're talking to the common people, um, you know, the, the average person, the middle class person that's going to work every day, working nine to five, providing for their family. If that's you, if those are the people that you're talking to, then your music should cater to that. Um, if you're talking to the people that are wealthy, then, you know, you got to cater to that. You know, if you're talking to somebody that was, um, you know, dealing drugs or what you know whatever the case may be you, you just want to identify your audience and figure out exactly who it is like I, and i've said this before but i'll definitely say it again just for you maurice um the issue is a lot of times is that with the internet nowadays right we have the ability to talk to and reach anyone anyone in the world right now you know if they have technology where they're at then you can reach them there, you know, those limits were off the table, um, you know, 10 years ago. You couldn't reach anybody, right? That, that, that was something that was, wasn't common at all. Trying to talk to somebody directly in London in a matter of seconds um, was impossible. Yeah, you can call and, you know, you might be able to get in contact with them. But now we have the capability to literally put up a link of music and share it with the world. That wasn't the case that there was a time where, you know, the only way that you can get it is that it had to be pressed up and shipped over there or, you know, shipped, I mean, pressed over over there and, and listened to. But you had to wait to do that. But now there's no waiting. I can put a song up on SoundCloud and instantly everybody all over the world with an Internet connection can hear my music. And so. That created two things. It created opportunity. Now that you can reach anybody, it's, it's great. But it also created a lack of focus because you can literally reach anybody. So now there's no more target marketing. There's no figuring out exactly who you're, you're talking to. Now you're trying to talk to this big world and see a people and hoping that somebody's going to connect to it. And that's great if you can do that, if you can make that type of music that anyone can relate to. But the chances are that's not going to happen, right? Like these huge records that you're hearing on the radio every day, that that takes money to do. There is very, very hard. And I, and I want to stress that, but also I want to let you know that it's not impossible. I don't want to deter you from trying to make big records. But the truth of the matter is right now, if you have a limited budget, you got to get hot in the streets and, and, and 
And you can take that term streets and, and include that to the internet. You got to get hot on the internet and people got to gravitate to the, to the record organically um, before it's going to get played on radio and stuff like that. So um, I say all that to say that, you know, your main, absolutely main focus should be figure out your audience. Once you have your audience, then everything else can fall into place. But you have to find an audience, right? And and so one thing that that I've learned over the years that, that really helped me was that once I identified my audience, I asked my audience questions. Just like I'm doing with you right now, right? You guys are listening. I, I tell you, like, send me questions. I, I, I look forward to answering your questions because I want to know um, what you're thinking, what's inside your head. So use that opportunity to once you, you know your audience and you have that data, you know, go out and, and ask those people like, hey, what is it that you're expecting from me? Right. I had a meeting with an artist that I've been working with um, for years and we just talked about, you know, do you want to be famous or do you want to make money from your art? And, you know, and never have to work a job again in your life. And it came down to, yeah, I would like to make money from my art and never have to work a regular job a day in my life. Well, if that's the case, then now it goes from trying to make this big, huge record to truly identifying your audience. Because once you truly identify your audience, you can make music for them. You have artists like Currency, um, Big Crit, Chance the Rapper, um, I'm trying to, the list goes on and on. And, and these are cult artists, um, Freddie Gibbs, artists with cult followings to where, you know, the average person might not know who they are. But if you go to their shows, they're sold out. And you're trying to figure out like, whoa, how how, how are these shows sold out? And I don't, I've never heard one song. I mean, I'll, I'll put an artist out there right now, like Tech Nine. I've And I'll go on record and say, I've never heard a full album from Tech Nine. I've only heard a few songs. But this guy is touring the world, doing sold-out shows, and could care less about being signed to a major album, I mean a major label, and he's not getting any radio play. But he's selling merch out the window, and he's selling out shows. And that's all you need to sustain as an artist right now is to sell your merch and to sell out your shows. And if you can figure that out, you can guarantee you'll be able to be successful as an independent artist for the rest of your life. Now, you might not be famous. The, the person next door to you, your next door neighbor, um, may never know who you are, um, but you will be okay. You will sustain in, in this industry. It, this industry is a facade, man. Um, a lot of the people that you think that are rich um, are in debt. And, you know, it's... That's not me throwing any shade. That's just the truth. Um, we, we're fooled by what we see on the television and, and on the Internet. But um, I just say all that to say that you should definitely um, identify that audience. Once you identify your audience, then I tell you everything else will fall into place. You, at that point, you don't have to worry about, quote unquote, um, dealing with finding balance between that your audience and your art. Like they will get it. Just find your audience. I, I'm I'm stressing that. Just find your audience. So, um, I got one question here off of looks like off of Instagram. Uh, let's see here from 
what's this here? Oh, from Hassan, Hassan the God, um, Hassan Khalif, and I, I, or is it, I know I'm probably saying your name wrong, bro, but I'm very familiar with your music, um, and he wants to know, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about his music? Uh, I definitely, um, listen to your music, um, and, I know I'm slaughtering your name, bro, and I do apologize, but um, this guy, Hassan, um, and his, his Instagram is H-A-S-S-A-N, thank God. So Hassan, thank God, T-H-A-N-K-G-O-D, right? And so he had this thank God for um, Thursday um, series going on where he was dropping a new record every week, and uh, it was leading up to his album, and to answer your question, I, I do enjoy uh, some of your music. I think what you're doing is, is special. Um, I, I did notice that there are some comparisons in your music. Like I can hear a lot of Kanye influences and that's not a bad thing, but that's one thing that you may want to be on the lookout for because in this industry nowadays, it's so easy to be put in a category. And so when you're making music that is very uh, reminiscent of, of, of another artist, then people can start to write you off, right? Um, Production-wise, I think you're a, a great producer. I really love what you do um, on, on the production. I think as an artist, uh, musically, those comparisons do come come out. So it's just trying to, I would say, really focusing on finding all of your identity in the music. Um, and I know it's okay to be inspired by different artists here and there. We're all inspired by by many art me as a producer i'm inspired by kanye i'm inspired by dr dre organized noise those are some of my favorite producers um but within those inspirations you have to kind of find your own sound and find out find your own voice so i would say that's one thing that i would um look to is to just make sure that you're identifying yourself in, in your music and and make sure that you're you're catering uh to that to that audience that that would like that sound you know what i mean like i don't want you to get kind of caught up into um making one one sound and it sound very familiar to, to another artist like it happens at times but you know i say consistently across the board you want to make sure that you're standing out um and not signing like a kanye or you know any other um good music artist but i do appreciate the question definitely check him out once again that's high sun um thank god on instagram h-a-s-s-a-n uh thank god uh let's see if we have any more questions coming through the pipeline um see if we got anything on twitter uh this person here would like to be um anonymous but um i will go ahead and answer the question ask the question uh do you think who um honestly uh do you think <laughs> this uh cash money album will ever happen and i don't know which cash money album you're talking about um i i will see I'm going to take a guess and say either you're talking about Lil Wayne or you're talking about um, the new um, that I know. I know it was a story that flashed up um, by about um, the hot boys doing an album um, to answer it. So I'll ask I'll answer you for both of them. Uh, will the Lil Wayne cash money, the, the Carter six or Carter, excuse me, Carter five album happen? Absolutely. Um, I in my Heart of hearts, I think that him and Baby did have some type of dispute, but I think that the dispute wasn't as big as the media and the way that they made it out to be. 
I think it was a situation where like they had a, a real argument about something. They had a, a disagreement and they're using that disagreement as leverage to um, increase the buzz on this album and get people involved um, on, on the album. So that's my thoughts on that. I don't know if that's truth or not. That's I don't have any inside information. That's just my thoughts. Um, and I think you're talking about when Manny Fresh posted a picture with um, uh, Juvenile and Lil Wayne. Um, talking about that there's some music hot boy reunion or something like that on the way. I would love that, man. Like I was like a serious hot boys fan in high school. I had all the CDs. I used to love all the intros, many fresh holding out all the production. Um, absolutely love all the hot boy stuff, man. So I think it'll be nice to see, but you know, just being realistic, I don't know if you can recreate what they had at that time you know what i mean like they were doing a time where it just felt good to be from um that that sound and, and have like that southern bounce and and everything that they had going on so i don't know if you can recreate that i think it'll be nice for them to do a couple of records and we'll see where that goes but as far as uh recreating that sound and, and trying to put out a full length project i just don't know where that would go um uh, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it definitely can happen. Um, I know we're definitely getting that Carter Five. I don't know if we'll get this um, Hot Boys reunion um, project, but you know, if if it does happen, then hey, that's that's a win win for us. So um, definitely looking forward to that. But uh, I think that's all the questions for now. If you do have any more questions, feel free to shoot them our way. Um, I'll get them in on the next podcast. Um, I will make sure that I get them in. Um, but yeah, I, I told you guys I did have some exciting things coming up. Um, for those that have been subscribing to our email list, um, you, you've been asking for tips um, to go a little bit deeper um, from what we, we do here on the podcast, right? We do give you guys a lot of information here, um, but we're, we're going to move to have that information a little more concentrated. And so what we're going to do um, starting in the month of February, uh, we're going to start some online webinars. Um, and we're going to go a little more in depth. Now, those, I, I, I got to be honest with you, those will cost. Um, this podcast is free. You can get this information for free. But with the webinars, they'll be a little more personal. Um, and so there, there will be interactive Q&As. Um, and, and so those are going to be a little more intimate setting. And, and for that, there is a fee. Um, we're, we're still working out the details, so I don't want to give you a, a, an exact uh, date and an exact price. Those will be um, revealed a little bit later on. Um, in further in future excuse me in future uh, episodes of the podcast but uh if you want to be um in the loop with all of that feel free to um go to go to my website straightoutthedan.com that's s t r the number 8 o u t d a d e n.com and um subscribe to our um our newsletter uh, we send two emails out a week uh the first one is on monday and the second one will be on either wednesday or thursday whenever we drop the podcast which we've moved to thursdays um and so you will receive that email thursday morning uh, so it's just two emails a week like i said and that first email on monday is just some just some either some guidance or just some refreshing uh tips or um just some boost uh, to get your week started um some motivational things but what will also happen is that if you do subscribe um you will be the first one to know about our online webinar courses uh that we're going to be doing and like i said that's going to start in february and those will cost so um 
you know, we've been doing this podcast for like three years now. And so, you know, people have expressed some interest in wanting some more detailed information. Um, and so we are working on that. So I, for those that's been asking, I do want to let you know that those are in the works and you will be able to um, do that. And, and just to let you know, it, it will be affordable. I'm not out here trying to you know, hurt people's pockets. You know what I mean? Like I, I understand that we've been doing this podcast for free and, you know, so I get that. But, um, for this other detailed information and, and it'll be more of like a holding your hand type thing, going through some things and you'll be able to ask questions immediately, um, in, in that, um, session. So it'll be a little more, um, right to the point. Um, you'll be able to take those notes and we'll have recordings and all of that stuff worked out. So um, I, I definitely want to let you know about that. I'm very excited about it. And we've been um, working on the details of this for quite some time now. And, and so I uh, just want to make sure that it was right. And, and the, the uh, way that it was presented to you was in the right way as well. And so um, that that's definitely in the works. And like I said, that's coming in February. And I will give you those details on how you'll be able to uh, purchase those um, courses. And, and I'll give you more details. I, I will tell you that they will be um, just some quick courses, 60 minutes um, at, at the most. Um, including that interactive Q&A. So um, it's not going to be something that's going to be here all day. No, it's, it's going to be quick and to the point. And um, we, that's something that we will be doing uh, quite often, um, a little bit offline. So we'll be able to go a little bit deeper um, into, you know, the dialogue that we have here on the podcast. And so you'll be able to, like I say, ask those questions and get those answers as soon as possible. So be on the lookout for that. Once again, if you want to um, get that information, uh, subscribe on our um, website go to straight out com. you can either look on the left hand side of the page there is a um, 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 what I'm trying to say there you can subscribe there um, it's just a simple enter your email address and your name that's all the information that we need um, and we'll send you that email back with all the information that you'll need uh, for future so um, that's it for this week's podcast I do appreciate you guys for listening um, once again uh, you know just to reiterate I know if you you kind of missed that what we were talking about with the artwork rewind and check it out it's some great information there and some good encouragement on making sure that that artwork is at the top of your priority list um and we also got into a little bit of information on presentation which we will go into a little bit further um in future podcasts so uh, thanks again for listening um if you do have any questions feel free to send me those you can either tweet them um, um or send them via social media i'm on all things social media is that straight out the den str the number eight o-u-t-d-a-d-e-n um you can email me questions at podcast at straight out the com. um and please make sure you subscribe um rate and review i do stress the rate and review portion i, I want to see what you guys think of the podcast and i want to make sure that we're doing what we're doing for you and we're doing it the right way so uh don't hesitate to uh review and and subscribe and rate the podcast we want that feedback it's it's welcome um so yeah other than that i, I do appreciate you guys and, and um see you again next week and at, before i get out of here like i always say if you guys have a dream pray on that dream research that dream and work into that dream becomes a reality with that being said i'm jay gutter straight out the den we out